Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm looking at 10 tips to reduce your sugar cravings and help you feel back in control of your food choices. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. I am having an interesting day. I'm talking sugar cravings in today's episode and randomly this morning I had a sugar craving and early. So I'm talking quarter past eight. I'm walking into work and we're inside a building and at the bottom of the building is a cafe that does pretty good coffee actually. And so I'm feeling reasonably tired. It's a Friday and so I walk into the cafe and I'm going to get myself my second coffee for the day. Now I normally just have one double shot coffee first thing in the morning. My hubby makes it and brings it to me. You guys know this. I've shared this before. I rarely have two coffees, but I I do occasionally. In fact, do you know what? I say rarely, but now that I think about it, I've done it three times this week. So there you go. Need to get some better awareness over my coffee drinking. But then I just had, I had this sugar craving because I forgot to eat breakfast. I was in a rush and I was getting the kids out the door and I was more focused on making sure Harvey, my puppy, who's adorable and I love him, that he had all of his Kong toys stuffed and prepped for his day in the backyard, right? And I didn't feed myself. So look, happens to the best of us. So I was a bit hungry because I'd done a walk slash run with him this morning, just had a coffee, no breakfast, right? Silly, unprepared, just not thinking about food. And I had a sugar craving And there's delicious lemon slice. So I bought that lemon slice and I only ended up eating about three quarters of it um, because I stopped and I felt like I had enough. And so what I wanted to get into today is like curbing these sugar cravings and potentially what I could have done better to not have got that slice this morning. But in the scheme of things, that eating that slice doesn't make me a good or bad person. It actually doesn't even make me a good or bad nutritionist, but it doesn't necessarily nourish me. It gives me a bit of energy, but none of that sustained energy or the nutrients that I'm looking for to get me through the day. So it's not as healthy a choice as something else would have been. Now, I'm 100% happy with the choice. I enjoyed the slice and I'm moving on. But if it was something that I did consistently every day, it's probably not going to have the best outcomes for myself. And so the tips that I'm going to go through today are all about setting you up for success to make a food choice that you're happy with. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Whether you eat the sugar or not is almost irrelevant, right? You've got to be happy with your food choice. And then whatever dietary pattern is the result of your regular food choices, that is what's going to have an effect on your health. And you just need to decide whether you're happy with the outcomes that are occurring from your food choices or not. And I've talked in the opening sort of description, the episode description here, that I'm going to help you manage your sugar cravings and as a result, reduce your intake of added sugars without telling you to cut it out. And I'm also telling you about eating a lemon slice for breakfast because I want you to know that there's no perfection here, that I'm just a regular person who feels the same way that you do about particular foods. 
and that I'm not afraid to actually say that I ate that because I don't really at the end of the day think there was anything wrong with what I did. And so there's no scaremongering. I'm not going to tell you how evil sugar is because it's not evil. I'm not going to guilt you into it by going into detail about poor health comes outcomes, etc. You're an adult. You can eat whatever you want. We know that a dietary pattern high in ultra processed foods and low in nutrients doesn't result in good health, right? You don't need me to like talk about or make you know, exaggerations about your body spiraling into inflammation or anything like that. At the end of the day, sugary foods are just food. They hold no moral value and they don't determine your worth and value as a human being. They do provide your body with energy, albeit with very little nutrients along with it, and they can be easy to overeat and not satisfy you long term. Simple as that. So, If you're finding that sugar cravings making you feel out of control or your sweet tooth is impairing your health or making weight loss difficult, then over the next two episodes, I'm going to cover 10 practical evidence-based tips to help you make food decisions that you're happy with. So let's get stuck into it. Tip number one is drinking plenty of water. The great thing about drinking water regularly is that as well as quenching your thirst, it also helps fill you up making you less likely to go for that extra snack. From the perspective that it can help fill your stomach and your gastrointestinal tract, but also this hydration in general and staying well hydrated helps with appetite management. So if you're feeling like, oh, I want something sweet, rather than being like, no, I shouldn't, it's naughty, I shouldn't be eating that, etc., making a rule. Don't make a rule about it. Just think, I'm just going to go grab a glass of water first and then see how I feel after that. It's just a behavioral habit of just delaying eating the sugar. So don't make a rule about it. Just be like, I can eat it, but I'm just going to drink some water first. Wait 15 minutes and see if the craving has passed. If the plain water's hit the spot, you know that you were just thirsty and that's a really nice habit to just get into. If you're feeling plain water is just not quite going to cut it, you could try just making yourself a nice green tea or a herbal tea or a nice like fruit infused tea, like vanilla, raspberry tea, peppermint tea. These are all flavors associated with a sweet taste and so they can be a really great option as well if plain water is not your jam. Tip number two is don't skip meals. So this one is me, right? And what happened with my lemon slice choice this morning. Had I walked into the office with breakfast in my tummy, which for me needs to be a good combination of a protein rich food and a high fiber carbohydrate. I find that that keeps me nice and full, energizes me for the morning and keeps me going for a couple of hours throughout the morning. it's highly likely I wouldn't have craved that sugar. I was 100% craving something sweet because I'd gone for a run with the dog this morning and had not eaten afterwards. So my body is like, please give me some carbohydrate. It wanted to refuel my glycogen stores after my exercise, right? It's a normal physiological response that I felt this morning and I met it, gave my body some carbs, right? I'm not I'm currently not hungry now. So sometimes even though we're after something sweet, we're actually just looking for food to satisfy hunger and provide us with the fuel we need to function, whether that's to refuel glycogen stores because you've been really active or just because you've gone a really long time without food because you have skipped a meal. So this process of skipping meals and then looking for sugar can often make maintaining a healthy weight difficult. Um, Skipping meals can make your blood sugar levels drop and then that increases your chance of making a poor food choice because you're just so hungry. And oftentimes 
you want something sugary because the body knows when it eats something sweet, it's going to get a really quick source of glucose into the bloodstream, which is what it wants. There is research that shows that adults who skip breakfast are more likely to be overweight or obese than those who do eat breakfast, as well as eating lunch and dinner being just as important to can help control blood sugar levels and curb hunger pains later in the day. Do check out my episode on time-restricted feeding, which is people who don't eat until midday and they're, they're fasting for that first part of the day around because I'd go over this research about eating breakfast or not eating breakfast. So definitely check out that episode. But there is some good evidence to say that skipping breakfast isn't a great idea for everybody. So be mindful that the time-restricted feeding approach and skipping breakfast might not be the best thing for you. Making sure that you eat enough food throughout the day is just generally good advice for eliminating periods of binge eating or overeating or or craving sugar. So see if you can include a good source of protein. So meat, poultry, seafood, eggs, right? Milk, yogurt, tofu at your meal. Pair it with a, a high fiber food. So some whole grains, legumes, or some veggies. And this kind of meal will help keep you feeling fuller for longer. The next tip is limiting your access to sugary foods. So had I come to the other location, so the Healthy Eating Clinic has two locations in Canberra, one in the north and one in the south. I predominantly work at the south office in Woden, which has the cafe at the bottom, but the other one doesn't have any cafes nearby. So had I actually gone to that location, just due to the fact that there was no access to lemon slice at that location or anything else sweet for that matter would have meant that I wouldn't have had that sweet. I wouldn't have eaten it. I might've felt hungry, but I might not particularly have had that sugar craving because there was no cafe there to sort of spark the idea. I a hundred percent got the idea of lemon slice because I walked past the cafe and I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a coffee. Oh, I'm going to get lemon slice. Right. I wouldn't have had that whole uh, thinking process had I gone to the other location. So in the case of sugar cravings, the old adage of out of sight, out of mind definitely can ring true. And many of us, you know, eat sweet foods out of habit and convenience or simply because they're there. Have you ever eaten something and just gone, why did I do that? And you're like, it's just there. So I'm eating it. So we're used to often buying those foods or keeping them in our desk drawer or pantry at home. And so one of the best ways to change this habit is to make eating sweet foods really difficult to do. So a key tip is identify those times of the day when your sugar cravings are really strong and work on just removing the temptation. So having them not easily available to you. So if you crave an iced coffee first thing in the morning, maybe avoid walking or driving routes that don't take you past the local shop or the vending machine. If you find yourself reaching for sweet foods when you're watching TV, maybe clearing out your cupboard of particular snacks and keeping other more healthy alternatives really, really easy um, in your home. Try and occupy your hands with another task, knitting, folding. I've talked about this in previous episodes for boredom eating, playing piano or an instrument. You know, keeping your hands busy is really great for for just general boredom eating. Um, And also like, you know, if eating is a social activity for you, getting your friends and family on board um, and encouraging there to be other food options available for you is a really great idea as well. So instead of, you know, a catch up over coffee and cake, maybe it's a catch up with a walk around the lake. One of my besties and I, we frequently try and catch up and walk frequently. It's probably not super frequently, not as frequently as I'd like, but we do catch up and do walks together where we can 
which is super, super cool. Next tip is to shop mindfully. So this is kind of connected to the the last tip about them being available. But how often have you come home from the shops with a bag full of sugary snacks or ultra processed foods that you didn't actually have any intention of buying? My hubby does this, bless him. It's like comes back with a block of caramel chocolate and he was like, oh, I was on sale. Or, you know, it's a two for one deal, right? And he thinks he's saving money. But I was like, but if you didn't buy it at all, you would have saved money. Anyway, these are the conversations of the Freeman household. But we've all done it before, right? So not alone. I've done it too. And advertising is a super powerful thing. You know, the half price specials on the mint slices can be super tricky to resist at the end of a long day. Um, So here's some steps you can take to help just regain some control over what you pop in your trolley. First thing is make a shopping list and stick to it. So just it be a habit that if it's not on your list, you don't buy it. Another tip is not to shop when you're hungry or super stressed. So that way you're just in a better decision-making frame of mind. I've, I've done episodes in the past where I've talked about how being hungry and being stressed actually affects your decision-making ability. Uh, another tip is to not shop with hungry kids. The pester power of them is intense and golly, very frustrating. So try not to bring them if you can. Easier said than done though, mind you. But I try and do it on the weekend when I can leave the kids at home. Although over the years I have brought the kids with me shopping because I've had no choice. All, all four of us go to the shops together and I've just practiced saying no to them. And I'm literally like, if you ask me for anything in the supermarket, you're in big trouble. <laughs> I'm like, everyone is the big quiet. Avoid the confectionery aisle. Just don't go in there. Look for snack foods in the fresh produce section. So maybe write on your shopping list, you know, foods that actually do promote health and things that you can eat. So that way you're you're focusing your mind not on what you can't eat, but what you can. And lastly, think twice when confronted with the specials. It might cost less now, but you're still spending more money than you intended to in the beginning. So, you know, think about it that way. My last tip for this episode, and then I've got five more in the next episode, is being really intentional and planned and keeping healthy snacks on hand. If you head to the Healthy Eating Hub website, it's got he- we've got heaps of snack ideas, even more for the members who join the program. I have a whole module on healthy snacking, which goes into both the hunger and non-hunger reasons for eating. And it really, really helps our members develop a healthier relationship with food and find that balance with their snacking and their sugar cravings. So I highly encourage you to check out the membership over at the Healthy Eating Hub and that snack module. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes, but it's a great idea to have, you know, healthy snacks on hand. So when you do feel hungry, you've got something to eat rather than thinking, oh, I don't know what to eat. I'm just going to grab, you know, the sweet food, which is what I'm really feeling like and feels easy at the time. So that's it for today's show. Join me for the next episode. I've got five more tips to go over. See if you can practice some of these today. Hit me up on social with the ideas that are working for you. Otherwise, have a great day, team, and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My Healthy Eating Program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike 
any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.